0: The ABC's Word Wizard. The Lord of Language. A word in your ear with Professor Raleigh Sussex.
1: Inkwells and blotting paper, milk, monitors and pupils. The classrooms have reopened this week, but the language of school has changed. And many words that were almost synonymous with the classroom, ubiquitous, you might say, have disappeared from everyday use. So... What words are there on your list and what have they been replaced with? It's that time of the day. The ABC's word wizard, Rolly Sussex, OAM Emeritus Professor from the School of Languages and Cultures at the University of Queensland, is here willing and able to talk with you about words, language and linguistics. If you'd like to join the conversation, all you need to do is call one three hundred triple 612 That's one 300 six twelve And Rolly, or should I say Master Sussex, you want to talk about how the vocabulary of schools changed over the years?
0: I've been burning rubber down the memory lane, I can tell you. It was an incredible experience because I went to school in Melbourne in the 50s, which... tell everybody roughly how old I am and I reckon that in the last 50 years we've seen the biggest change in education in organization in vocabulary in how education is carried out uh, probably for the past thousand years now if there are educators listening I'd love to know if I'm right or not but the further I went the more I came across words and phrases which i don't think are known anymore for example pencils down hands away oh, now, yeah. that was when the class was doing an exercise and the time was up and everybody had to stop writing and show that they weren't having a little extra few said no seconds on the on the on the uh, on the extra at the end who's got a pencil nowadays <laughs> when did you last have one
1: <laughs> it's quite striking. I mean, I was putting my, my child's school supplies together for the year uh, and yeah. the little grade oneies definitely still have pencils, but, you know, in their arsenal is a lot of technology that wasn't even invented when I was at school, Rolly, never mind the yeah. words used to describe that technology or its application. I mean, everything's on apps no. now and we've got shared forums and group messages and it's just so different.
0: Well, when I was at school in Melbourne, our biggest class was 63 pupils. Goodness. Uh, and in those days, they were pupils, not students. And I was talking to a friend this morning who said that he grew up in Queensland and never had a class smaller than 50. Wow. Now, that doesn't leave a lot of room for finesse. A <laughs> teacher up the front has got to keep, keep discipline and order in a, in a fairly direct kind of way. But uh, you you mentioned blotting paper Mm. um, and ink monitors. Now, the the ink was an evil blue-black substance. And we had dipping pens, which were used in it, when we graduated from pencils to pens. And then eventually from doing printing to running writing. (gasps) Uh, These are uh, are mysteries which are now lost lost in the mists of time. And... uh, Blotting paper was important because you could actually soak it in the ink and make a nice little pellet and flick it with your ruler, which is again another thing we had, at some of your mates if you weren't getting caught.
1: I just think about the other ways ink was used or misused. I'm thinking of girls with long plaits and people sitting behind them. On ABC Radio Brisbane in Queensland, this is fantastic. Rolly, we've had such a wonderful response to the language of school. We might uh, begin this afternoon with Lynn at Burpengarry. On the subject of, of writing, Lynn, you remember a, a phrase or a, a, a noun? What was it?
2: A uh, slope
1: card. We
2: used to use it, slope, S-L-O-P-E. Card which were, had diagonal lines on it, and you slipped it under the page of your book to keep you writing and on the
1: right angle. <gasps> I, I had never heard of a slope card. That is great. We, we
0: yeah. didn't have them in Victoria, but uh, no, oh. you're right actually. And and developing a, a fair hand was a measure of your education. And if you wrote as I write now, I mean, my, my handwriting has gone to pot. But the idea was that you had an elegant sort of um, copper plate type of Victorian thing. Um, Italic, I think, took over in the 70s or 80s. But people did end up writing more or less the same. And with slope cards, they had their writing. I wonder how many degrees it was, but it was certainly standard. Mm.
2: It was more than 45. It was maybe 60, maybe 60 degrees. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it kept you writing. And the other thing, when I started teaching fifty-two years ago, we did our duplicating on a jelly pad. A jelly pad—that's great. What can you describe
1: that for me, Lynn? What do you mean by that?
2: Well, you made up a mixture in a lamington tin. I think it was paraffin and um, uh, oh, the thing that makes gelatin mm-hmm. and water, and you set it like jelly in the in the fridge. And then when you wanted to give, have a page to give to the children, you would do it back to front on a piece of carbon paper and then turn that upside down so the print came out on the jelly wow. and then you would slide a piece of paper over it and press it down and lift it and there was the copy for the child
1: I mean that is that is a lot of effort that's extraordinary Isn't it really? When you think about the the time spent and the need to procure a lamington tin in the first place, I suppose I could help you with the lamingtons should you ever need if you want to relive the experience, Lynn. But then the the process of setting it in the fridge just to procure the materials for the classroom. Extraordinary.
2: Yes. Yes. Well, we didn't have any. I was out in a little country school and when those purple duplicating machines came in, that was like heaven. Yeah, I
1: bet. (laughs) And then the photocopier comes along and now it's all photos on your phone and emailed to everyone in the class. It's just so different. Lynn, thank you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Thank you. I can remember that when the machine for copying came in, you had to correct the the versions with a sort of a, a red ink, and that got everywhere. It made a terrible mess. So um, I think technology, one of the, the major things, of course, is technology, but also I think the words for the people in the classroom. I mean, we have students, and you even have students these days in kindergartens. Uh, now, when, when I was at school... Students were at tertiary educations, and that was it. And you graduated from a tertiary education in America. They still they, they now have kids graduating aged five before they go to primary school. Hmm. Sounds very strange to me.
1: Beyond the technology and the uh, the names given to the people in the classroom, Chris at Holland Park, you remember the words used to describe the bag you would carry to school. Hello, oh, hello. How are you? Very all? well, thank you. That,
2: that's good. Yes. How do you think the school port? The school port. Yes, which nobody outside of Queensland has a clue. No. What you're talking about. No. Because we moved we to Adelaide just as I finished grade seven or eight in Queensland.
1: And they wouldn't have a clue. But it's, everything's different in Adelaide. Everything's different in Adelaide, yes. Just ask our long suffering producer, Jen Leek, posh Jen from Adelaide. Hey, Chris, um, the school port would go on a port rack, right? That I
2: cannot remember. I just knew everyone took one, and everybody took their shoes off. As really? As as we who got to the bus
1: stop, everybody took their shoes off, put them in the school port. How about that, Roly? Ports, you wouldn't have had ports in Victoria, would you? Goodness.
0: No. And uh, all of the kids wore shoes. We were vaguely aware that there were schools in Queensland where they didn't. Um, But uh, this was one of the ways which I I think differentiated different parts of the country. And uh, Chris is right that there between the states, there wasn't a lot or there wasn't so much mobility as there is now. Speaking and so I think that the practices in one place, you know, were more localised.
1: Than, than today. Well, speaking of shoes, just briefly, sorry to interrupt, Professor, but um, both uh, producer Robbie Minschel and Stella uh, from Petrie say that they mm. used to call their gym shoes pumps. But of course, pump to me would be a high heel. Oh, I'm assuming it's not it quite is. the same thing.
0: <laughs>
1: Had you heard yeah, that?
0: Yeah, done volleys or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Plimsolls, okay. I think, as well, was another Plimsolls, word. Plimsolls,
0: that's the British one.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And they're runners in England, I think. Um, th- these are, are among the words which do differentiate. Uh, where did you go to school, Ken?
1: Well, I, see, I grew up all over Australia, so lots of different states, from Tassie right. to the Territory, yeah.
0: Wow. Did you have a shelter shed wherever you were studying? A shelter
1: shed? Oh, goodness, for what, mm. bombing raids and that sort of thing
0: not quite um the i I understand that a lot of queensland schools had a space under the classrooms which was useful when it rained in victoria we had a shelter shed because the schools were brick and 1920s and had nothing underneath them except dungeons for bodies Um, (laughs) and the shelter shed was an evil smelling dark shed with benches where the kids would be sent when it was too wet to do anything else
1: Right. All right. Well, if you remember a shelter shed, you can join the conversation. Send through a text message to 0467 612. You're on ABC Radio Brisbane and Queensland. My name is Kat. You're with Professor Rolly Sussex, uh, the ABC's Word Wizard, and we are discussing the way that the language of schooling, education, uh, of classrooms has changed probably a lot since you were at school and... Kimball of Texas. Uh, do you remember shelter sheds or was it a different sort of shed that you remember? Hello?
3: Hello. It was a weather shed.
1: A weather shed. Similar to a shelter shed, do you reckon? What was the weather shed?
3: Yeah, it was still on its own, uh, nicely constructed of timber. It had um, benches inside, but uh, yeah, had your play lunch there out of the weather.
1: Play lunch. Now that's interesting. Was it, so play lunch? So I remember big big lunch and little lunch. Uh, and that was at school when I started school in Mount Isa, we had little lunch first and then big lunch. What was play lunch for you Kimball? That was the little one. That was the little yeah. one. And then big lunch, lunch for one. the big one? Yes. Yeah, right. They start with brain break now at school, Rolly.
0: Yeah, I, I love that. I think this is, <laughs> this is really symptomatic of the way we think about it. But uh, actually, I found a school, well, several schools in Brisbane, according to the web, where they have their big lunch around about 10.40, which is rather early for what mm-hmm. I think about lunch. And little lunch follows oh. early in the afternoon. Okay. And apparently this has something to do with keeping the kids out of the full blast of the midday sun. Huh. But little lunch is, is definitely a, um, a less substantial thing. But um, it's, it's, it's either before or after, depending on the school, which is curious.
1: Kimball, when were you yeah. having play lunch? Do you remember roughly in the day?
3: Oh, uh, yeah, early in the morning with that. Um, sometimes the milk in the little bottles with uh, yep. the metal top was, was fresh, but sometimes it was like yogurt. Oh, yeah. It, was,
0: <laughs> it could be diabolical. I was milk monitor for a while. And that was not funny, I can tell you, because it, it, the, the, the little bottles stood out in the sun and they'd get sort of rather hot and when you open them up, there's this great big blob of cream would come out first. Not fun, not fun.
1: Quite a calamity, should they be spilled uh, on the ground yes. or indeed on your school uniform. Diane of Springwood, what did you wear to school? Hello. Oh, hello. My word is bloomers. yeah. When I, was oh. at high school,
3: when I was at high school in the 60s, all the girls had to wear bloomers under their sports skirts. Not a very good look.
1: My mother-in-law detested wearing the bloomers, Diane. Absolutely <laughs> detested them. What did yours look like? Can you paint uh, well,
3: a picture? I, I, was, I was short and dumpy at that time, so they were just huge. They were just huge
1: underpants. Big, and you, did you wear them for school sports as well?
3: Yeah, that's why you had to put your um, bloomers on to play sports. Bloomin' awful, Ugh.
0: Diane, frankly. Yeah. Mm, they, you know. they they're an eponym, actually, which means they were named after someone. The, I think the inventor was an American called Amelia Bloomer, and she gave her name to, to them. Uh, and I, as I have never yet met a, a woman who thought they were anything except ghastly.
1: Well, that's <laughs> right, they were... We're indeed, Diane. Thank you. Yeah. One of the uniform words that struck me when I came back to Queensland from Tasmania, and this was in Gladstone in Central Queensland, and we yeah. had a part of our school uniform included a skirt rolly, and I'd not heard skirt before, and it was a skirt. S-K-O-R-T. I r t. I don't know how oh. it was spelled. I'm, I'm assuming it was s k o r t. Skort, and it was like a, it was like a, uh, it looked like a skirt, but it was had sh- it was shorts. that looked like a skirt yeah skort yeah this is
0: a a, it's a north american and you're dead right it's a mixture of skirt and short um and it's i think a pair of shorts with a flap across the front that's the one looks a bit like a like a shirt um not i've never actually come across it in victoria at all and by the way shirt and skirt are the same word borrowed twice into english Oh, um, the skirt was Scandinavian, and so we borrowed it about, I think, the twelfth century or something, and turned it into a shirt for shirt. And then we borrowed it again, so we've got two words for the price of one.
1: Very good. Ah, that's very. I've got a efficient. question
0: for you. Did you have a tuck shop?
1: I did most certainly have yeah. a tuck shop. Yes, yeah. yes.
0: Yeah. That was one of the things which featured it, um, and there was a. I can remember a drinking trough which was not too clean either. That's particularly where the boys used to occasionally block up the, the outlet and float things in it. Um boys were given to these things. Uh, but yeah. what
1: about bubbler? Because we, were, we, were, oh, we oh, called yes. them
0: bubblers at school. Yes. I think that's a Queensland thing, but I'm not too sure.
1: Okay. Drinking Maybe Fountain. Maybe some of the
0: listeners can let us know.
1: All right. On ABC yeah. Radio Brisbane and Queensland, nearly half past two, Professor Rolly Sussex is your guest, and we are examining the way that language pertaining to school, going to school, being at school, has changed over the years. Certainly has, hasn't it? Uh, much like school itself has changed over the years. Uh, Nona at Chinchilla, you remember blackboards yeah. yeah don't see them so much anymore do you and the blackboard
3: duster that went to all sorts of places
1: tell me about some of the places the duster visited in your schooling experience Nonna.
3: well sometimes when people weren't paying attention <laughs> that was the quickest way to get their attention was to have the black the duster coming towards them
1: it, did, it certainly never happened to you though did it
3: no, it did not. No, 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 no. no.
1: Do you know what? Uh, no, no. And it, you know, it speaks of a time. It, again, it's very different to today. But look, mm. we're getting lots of text messages about the cane, six of the best, the belts, mm. all mm. sorts of words to describe practices that you just wouldn't see at schools anymore. Never mind the equipment that you'd use to, you know, complete school activities.
3: But tell Rolly, I just love my bloomers. Oh, really? Well, there you go, Rolly. Did you hear that?
0: I have well, you. You are the very first that I've ever met. Thank you. Well, they
3: were so versatile. When we we're on our horses, it didn't matter where our dress went. We still had our our bloomers on. When you're on the yep. monkey bars, when you're doing high jumps, when you uh, wanted to store something, you could pop it up the bloomer leg. They they, they were they were wow. navy blue, and uh, yeah, we didn't mind them at all.
0: Ah. Certainly, I can, I can see that the um, benefits of modesty when you're on the monkey bar would be quite something.
1: Indeed. In and fact, by the way,
0: on go on. Uh, on Blackboard Dusters, I had one teacher who was a dead-eye dick with that thing. He could throw it and, and basically hit you on the shoulder or something uh, from quite a distance. You know, if you've got 60 kids in the class, that's a, a long way to throw. But again, teachers wouldn't be allowed to do that nowadays.
3: And that port rack was where all the lost property turned up at the end of term.
1: Yeah, it would, wouldn't it? Ah, all the spare hats and
3: jumpers and lost shoes and things. That's where they.
0: Hey, did did you have slates in Chinchilla? Yes,
3: we had slates, and I went to a country school, a little. That's what i was saying. We rode horses. We had a horse paddock, and we had a saddle shed. Yes, and we had slates, and we used to sharpen the slate pencils on the tiny bit of concrete that was underneath the, the tank.
0: Wow. Okay. and I, I never knew slates in Victoria, um, but oh, again, they were a, a very useful thing, and they have a history going back probably 800-plus years uh, because they could be erased and you can write on them again.
3: Yes, well, we used them right through my primary education, the slates.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
3: So um,
0: yeah. actually, do, I Do, still do the have kids one? have exercise books nowadays? I, mean, I I'm not sure that I've seen an exercise book quite in the same form that we used to have them.
1: Well, oh, that's a good question. Uh, we've not yet, but yeah. my my child only in grade one. Maybe that comes a little later. Um, speaking of of, of clothing, uh, bummers apparently uh, is what Helen at Toowoomba remembers. The girls' undergarments under uniforms being referred to as most skill schools. Skills. Mm-hmm. There we go. Uh, still have skirts, uh, and, and in fact, Helen's uh, daughters at school in Toowoomba at the moment have skirts as part of their uniforms. Uh okay. some of you are remembering what we're calling a skirt or a short skirt as a culotte. Thank you very much, Deb. Uh, oh, yes. For that one. And yes, uh, Andrew at Alex Hills Rolly remembers the shelter shed having little lunch from the tuck shop.
0: Ah, yeah. OK, those are all the bits in one. All right. Uh, of course, too, we don't talk about a headmaster or a headmistress anymore. I think it's a principle. Yes. I, I haven't heard, yeah. And what are the ways in which teachers are addressed? Because uh, is it, do we say, or do the do the kids say Ms? Or I, I imagine this is the oh, choice might, of the individual school, teacher.
1: Indeed. I mean, certainly Mr. and Mrs. at uh, my daughter's school. But I remember yes. in Tasmania, I was in grade four and had uh, been granted permission by the teachers to use uh, first names. Which I expect was very unheard of. Yeah, that was in the (laughs) nineties. Yeah.
0: Well, all right. You you belong to a rather younger generation than I do. I think if anyone had had had, uh, tried that in my school, they'd have been taken to the headmaster for lack of respect.
1: I see. Uh, Another word that uh, Helen at Toowoomba would like added to the list of words you don't hear at school anymore, Rolly. OHP. I guess that's overhead projector. Oh yes. It is, yes. So much anymore. Uh, Sand shoes for the Mm -hmm. uh, gym shoes. Remembers Melissa from Mount Uh, Gravatt. Undercroft, another term to describe the shelter shed that you mentioned. Uh, And, yeah, Dave at Roma has the full phrase that you certainly wouldn't hear, which is, stop sniffing the stencils, you stupid boys, or you'll all get six of the best. Well, that sums it up. Sniffing stencils, all right. (laughs) Professor Rolly Sussex on ABC Radio Brisbane and Queensland, 25 minutes past three. My name is Kat. Professor, it's almost time for your last word.
0: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't finished the all of the stuff that that, that has come out of this. And it, it's been really interesting. Thanks to the listeners. And also to our producer, Rob Menchel, who came up with the idea in the first place. Um, I think that if you put a modern teacher into a, a classroom 50 years ago, they'd be a bit nonplussed and vice versa. There's been such a huge shift around.
1: Indeed, there has. Uh, Ah. Your last word, Professor, please.
0: Okay, this is from Betty Reese. If you think you are too small to be effective, you have never been in the dark with a mosquito.
1: (laughs) Yes, that is very, very true. Professor, it has been a pleasure and privilege. Thank you so much for your time.
0: Likewise, Kat. Thank you.
1: ABC Radio.
0: On your radio,
1: on your mobile and online, 24-7.